Accessing Unlimited Potential with Kathy Vino Davis. Kathy has dedicated her life to the betterment of humanity through public education and holistic health. She is a Reiki master, shamanic practitioner, and energy medicine expert who's here at this time of the Great Awakening to educate, open, and uplift humanity to connect through the power of love to our own divinity. Let's welcome Kathy back to News for the Soul. Hello, everyone. I can't even begin to express the feelings I have today, but much gratitude that you're all here to listen to the messages that I'm about to share. And I want to say today is January 15th, 2024, and this is entitled, The Wait is Over. I'd like to begin by opening sacred space. To the winds of the south, great serpent Sachamama, wrap your coils of light around us. Teach us to shed the past the way you shed your skin. To walk softly on the earth, show us the beauty way. To the winds of the west, Mother Jaguar of Arango, protect our medicine space. Teach us to live in peace, to live impeccably. Show us the way beyond fear, beyond death. To the winds of the north, hummingbirds, grandmothers and grandfathers, ancient ones, warm your hands by our fire and whisper to us in the wind, we honor you who have come before us and those who have yet to come, our children's children. And to the winds of the east, great eagle woven, condor poochin, come to us from the place of the rising sun. Keep us under your wing. Show us the mountains we just dare dream of and teach us to fly wing to wing with the great spirit. And Mother Earth, Pachamama, we join in the healing of all your children, the stone people, plant people, four-legged, two-legged, creepy crawlers, thin birds, and winged ones, all our relations. <clears throat> and Father, Son, Grandmother, Moon, to the star nations and great spirit, you who are known by a thousand names and you who are the unnamed one, illuminate this space. Guide us all at this time, at this amazing time, in the awakening of the planet Earth and allow all the messages that I deliver, all the other things underlying the words I speak to reach everyone who hears this and help them on this journey. And to my soul, my center, my spirit, may I learn from the lessons I'm given today so I may move closer along the path to becoming a homo luminous being. And I give much gratitude to be here in this space at this time. Well, the wait is over. I know I've said a lot of things. We're nearing the precipice. We're at the precipice. We're here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> I know I've said a lot, but I'm truly believing, and I'll explain why I am using this as my title. In five days, on January 20th, we move into the sign of Aquarius, and I believe that is what is heralding this shift from covert to overt where the truth will finally be shown to the collective publicly, bringing an ending to this long, so 
slow process of revelation. There's no more waiting or going back. The truth, although very difficult to hear, is flooding out daily now at an incredible speed, and this apocalypse will finally reveal publicly the illusionary world that we were living in. A final push will occur in the awakening as this information is made public, and this, for many, will bring about the dark night of the soul. All of these events and divulging of truth might be initiated by a frightening event that I believe, if it occurs, will be short-lived. This is the death and rebirth that I spoke of as Pluto leaves Capricorn and moves into Aquarius. Pluto is known as the planet of death and destruction, along with cleansing, transformation, and purging all. Pluto rules truth. It spends 12 to 30 years in each sign due to its elliptical orbit. So Pluto will shift a bit in and out of Aquarius until November 19th of this year, and then will remain there until 2044. The true spiritual teaching of Pluto in Capricorn lies in our acknowledgement of personal responsibility. This new period of social conscience is needed to carry us into the new millennium. Those of the Aquarius zodiac sign are humanitarian, philanthropic, and very interested in making the world a better place. Huge world changes are taking place because Aquarius rules the collective and humanity, and Pluto is transformation. The symbol for Aquarius is the water bearer, symbolically and eternally giving life and spiritual food to the world. The water from the vessel washes away the past, leaving room for a fresh new start. The sign of Aquarius is forward-looking and growth-oriented. Concerned with equality and individual freedom, it seeks to dispense its knowledge and its vision and individuality to all. The actual start of the age of Aquarius the age of Aquarius, not the sign, but the age of Aquarius, varies among many experts in the field. I've even read that this great age will not even happen until something like 2054, but others actually say, give many, many other dates. But this great age will last about 2,000 years and promises to bring harmony, equality, and understanding Thus, when I spoke of this period of time that is ending, it's a 25,800-year cycle because that's how long it takes for our planet to move through all 12 zodiac signs. We are in each sign for about 2,000 years. So 12 ages of approximately 
2,150 years, each brings us through a complete cycle lasting about 25,800 years total. As we finally enter the age of Aquarius is anyone's guess, but some feel that it already began in 2012. Whatever the timing of this is, our future promises to be magical reflected in the lyrics of a popular song from the musical Hair by the Fifth Dimension. And I believe I spoke of this a long, long time ago, back in 2020. And I want to quote the lyrics here. When the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And it goes on to say, harmony and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding, no more falsehoods or derisions, golden living dreams of visions, mystic crystal revelation, and the mind's true liberation is the age of Aquarius. Trust me, I wanted to sing it, but I <laughs> I, I didn't want to do that to you folks. <laughs> but I do sing that in my head, and I know that second verse so well. I, I, I sang it to some some uh, students in a, in a class on Saturday. Well, folks, we're here. Now it's up to us to bring these words into reality. We're going to move through and be better than we've ever been. Pluto's entrance into Capricorn in the 1760s coincided with both the American evolution, Revolution and the Industrial Revolution. Now... About 250 years later, we step into another great phase. I've been consciously awaiting this moment in time, this final shift, for four years now, consciously. But in reality, many of us have been waiting 20, 40, 70 plus years, aware that so many things were wrong in our world the rock musical hair that the song Aquarius is from was written in 1967, 55 years ago. It was reflecting the counterculture and the sexual revolution of the late 1960s. And several of its songs became anthems of the anti-Vietnam War peace movement. Over these past 60 to 70 years, the underlying current was building, preparing us for this time. Now the truths of our world, our lives, will emerge at an incredibly crazy rate of speed. Our population is so diverse that we each saw the wrongs from our own personal perspectives, dependent upon a myriad of factors. Some were aware of the lies and manipulations in the governmental agencies. Others personally witnessed major deceptions 
in the medical and pharmaceutical industries and the research programs that fed them. 51 years ago, and I spoke of this, I think a few times in other broadcasts, I witnessed the outright horror of the supposed healthcare industry when my mother was experimented on like a guinea pig in New Haven, Connecticut with cancer treatments that took her life. Then less than 20 years later, my brother's life was cut short by AZT, the drug touted by Fauci and the NIH to be a cure for AIDS. In each institution and company, the slow takeover of our country and the world became more evident. And this process accelerated faster and faster until 2020, when it reached breakneck speed. As we reflect in the coming months and years about what we all witnessed, we'll come to understand how and why it had to play out this way. Many of you who have a greater awareness of this entire movement will be the ones who will help family and friends through this transition as we move into ever higher frequencies. As a former educator, mainly in Southern California, I personally witnessed how the federal government began a very aggressive takeover of public education from state control 23 years ago. I witnessed over 25 years in public education the introduction of programs, mandates, curriculum, and policies that constantly changed. Initially, I didn't realize how controlled and corrupt the entire system was, although I argued about things and spoke out at my school. In the U.S., people, there were over 3 million educators in grades K through 12. Yet, although we were exposed to the slow control of those above us, most of us were not aware of the real corruption that actually had already existed and was slowly taking over in a, in a, a more massive way in the programming of our nation's youth. We just went along with the status quo, not realizing how programmed we also were. People, we were, I was a good little teacher, just like being a good little student. Little did we know that massive number, what we could have done, but it had to play out the way it played out. But it was like the frog in the pot. The temperature was turned up so slowly over time, we had no idea we would eventually be boiled. By the late 90s, I had a new position in what got created as a visual and performing arts program in my school district that had a population of over 20,000 students. 
I developed a creative dramatics program for the 17 very large elementary schools, integrating drama into the language arts and English language development curriculum in grades two, three, and four. This was an exciting venture and was supported by a statewide movement that I was involved in to bring music, dance, visual arts, and theater back into California schools. The teachers who volunteered to bring my program into their classrooms were so excited, they were engaged, they were energetic in their participation and were some of the most dedicated folks in the district. And I want to say here that I proudly <laughs> took the initiative as the only one of the three members of my department to write grants so that I got these teachers, all of the teachers in the entire program, some funding so that they were not doing all this extracurricular work for free. And I must say I'm, I'm very proud of that piece that I was able to do. Yet by the second year, I watched as they became more and more distracted and exhausted as they were forced to comply with no child left behind that was signed into law January 2020. This federal law's requirements usurped the state's traditional control of education as provided by the Constitution and totally eroded the quality of education by forcing schools throughout the entire country to teach to the test. I personally witnessed how my creative, energetic, and loving educators were bound by legislation that had absolutely nothing to do with teaching our children. All their creativity and enthusiasm waned as instead of being able to teach, they were forced to show their students how to correctly answer questions on mandated tests that had nothing to do with educating or enlightening young minds. The wonderful visual and performing arts program that I helped establish was soundly canceled after four years by my district and the push for the integration of the arts in school faded. Although No Child Left Behind was eventually rescinded for the most part in 2015, and there's a lot of other pieces to that if you're interested in looking it up, the damage to more than a generation of children throughout the United States experienced extreme programming by the federal government's law. Obviously, we can now verify that the control of education has never been put back into the hands of the educators and the states. And, have, and we have now witnessed increasing atrocities being played out in our schools today, directed by the controls of the federal government via local school districts and school boards. was a lot. Um, I wrote more detail about this, but I hadn't thought about this experience 
and it came in as I was writing for today's broadcast. And what started as a, a, a such an incredible time, and those those years were amazing for me. As I as I share the story, uh, it's with much sadness that I watched and reviewed what I was there to witness. Each of us have had unique experiences that have allowed the light to shine on a specific sphere and give us glimpses of a different reality. I met a neighbor a few years ago who spoke of her personal experience with seeing ETs in her backyard here in New Hampshire. Well, she's just one of millions who have explored the realms of space, extraterrestrials, UFOs, and have seen the lies and censorship that exist around all of that. That suppression of information has been going on forever. Finally, shows like Ancient Aliens, although very diluted, and you don't want to watch it with me because I carry on to what they're not saying, what they're missing. My husband has not always enjoyed sitting with me to watch the shows that I I don't tune into anymore. But at least they began to open people up to the areas of ancient civilizations and our interaction with others throughout the universe. It, It was a start, people. It was a start. And then another soft exposure on this topic was a a program called Project Blue Book that went public when it premiered on the History Channel in January 2019 with 10 episodes. This show, based upon a true UFO story, was renewed for a second 10-episode season in January 2020 that my husband and I watched, but was finally canceled in May 2020. (laughs) No surprise there. This process of awakening is underway, but it's taken a long time, and, and we're just coming to know that the shows we've seen, the movies we've watched, the so much, the Star Treks, even the cartoons, and of course, <laughs> I'm not even going there with the Simpsons and um, Simpsons and South Park, etc. Um, telling us the truth, um, uh, but but we weren't aware. We saw it as fiction. We saw it as oh, a little show, and only now are we reflecting and re-seeing these things with the oh wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, as one channel expresses it, and I quote, you have been feeling labor pains on your world for some time. This has been a labor of love to help and to assist Gaia release her chains, a labor of love that has spanned many millennia. Many of you have been working on this for longer than you dare imagine, and it is at the culmination of the project. Trust that, people. This is the culmination. 
And if we look out there, if we really start delving, there are so many positive things occurring that are addressing the wrongs that have been and are still being done to society. One group that I just very recently came across is called an HALT Hospital Homicide. And it was initiated by a former federal prosecutor who has over 25 years of experience This group so far is made up of 165 volunteers who are interviewing, collecting data, and getting truth about COVID-19. And there was, as I listened to this uh, broadcast, actually, uh, it was an interview that was done by SGNon, who I follow, and he interviewed um uh this the uh federal prosecutor uh one of his um close uh, uh, assistants as a volunteer and also a whistleblower who lived through her hospitalization that was meant to take her out so it's called uh, or it, they refer to it as humanity humanity betrayal memory project Humanity Betrayal Memory Project, and it has been set up to preserve the data on what has been happening in the hospital since 2020. They have now done, uh, documented 1,200 stories that have already been collected. And in those stories, out of those 1,200, there are the same 25 commonalities that exist in all of them. And it's like a horror movie. And I did listen to the, 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 the whistleblower, the patient who survived, and she only touched on a little bit of what her nightmare experience was while she was hospitalized and couldn't escape for 12 days. Well, these volunteers are still working on helping people now, today, get out of hospitals. And and they did share that a few weeks ago. They got 17 more people out of hospitals where they were literally being medically, emotionally, and physically abused. And this is also extending overseas as a way of helping foreign plaintiffs. So there's a lot of... um, um, there's a lot of other work, and, and by the way, that, that uh, federal prose- former federal prosecutor uh, was speaking uh, from Vietnam, where he's doing some work there. So it's becoming more and more evident in all areas that our constitutional rights in the U.S. and humanity's rights throughout the world have been eroded, and our federal government has completely abandoned us. And I know that's hard to hear people. That's hard to believe. But I can't miss words today. It's a wake-up call, folks. Lawsuits and public education for this particular program are critical to address 
the abomination that has gone out with the hospital, but that's only the beginning. There's so much more. Well, in the interview, I learned, um, that was really enlightening, that in 2019, all areas of laws that enforced any oversight in the medical arena were eradicated. So there are no deterrents, no enforcement against fraud and corruption in the FDA, grant funding in research fraud. I mean, I'm sorry, grant fraud, research fraud, big pharma fraud, and healthcare fraud. So hospitals are making a half billion to $1 billion to kill people. And they go on to explain, but these are perverse incentives that average out to $288,000 per patient. More and more on these supposed health care practices are coming out. It's now evident, and it's been proven, that Facebook and Twitter were both under government direction to carry out and engage in a censorship regime on the medical freedom movement. That's why nothing got out, people. That's why whoever wanted to share this or that, even uh, there's a, a group frontline, um, there's frontline doctors. I, I, I met uh, one of the leads in that group in last June. Everything that they were trying to put out there was suppressed. And then I went on to learn that car manufacturing plants were actually retooled so that their production lines were retooled to make ventilators that along with remdesivir were the leading cause of patient death in hospitals. The positive healing healing effects in the use of hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, and some other things were totally suppressed. And their use, you could even get uh, you could even get ivermectin. In a lot of places, it was all but banned. I've held back a lot, people. But there's no more time to hold back. I know that what I just shared are very, very difficult truths. But it's only the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more to come. Know, however, that all that has been experienced is a result of us wanting and deciding to participate in the expansion of the universe. We are the ones that created the earth school where we left our etheric bodies and lowered our vibrations to manifest physically on this earth. Then through our five senses, we explored and had new experiences in this planet of duality to learn 
And unfortunately, because uh, our DNA strands were severed, 10, 10 out of 12 were, we didn't have access to that we left behind. And, and that was intent. We totally separated ourselves from source. Totally. So that we could be here and experience and learn without that connection. We've now reached this moment in time that's spoken of in the Mayan calendar and and many other calendars throughout the world that seems to speak of this time as an ending. Or what we're now knowing is that it is an ending, but it's an ending of the world of duality. It's an ending of the earth school. Astrologically, I believe things were put into place to affect this great change that we are now undergoing so we could leave the earth school. It seems as though we've become so enmeshed, so engulfed here and programmed that there had to be a way for us to choose to leave this illusionary 3D world, this what, in, in other words, virtual reality, kind of resonates more with me, virtual reality. There had to be a way that we would want to get out. And this came in, I don't know, this came in about a week ago, that just maybe, the controllers, the reptilians, the demons, the dark hats, the global elite, cabal, are the bad guys in the virtual reality. And as we are shown, all that was being done to us by these dark players gave us the impetus to actively seek a way out now to get off that stage. (laughs) These are my thoughts. This is what makes sense to me. This duality, people, reached such an extreme and might possibly, at some points in time, I've read some things that it sounded like it might possibly have gotten out of hand but it is and was the severity of it, the catalyst to move us back into love, back into oneness, and back to source that we separated from when we incarnated. And and what I said above is that's how we will exit this stage of the virtual reality world that we chose and created to begin with. We needed an out, people. We need an out. And how is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? Well, obviously, we're not doing it alone. There's so many parts to this that are are beyond our comprehension that just wait till we have the true, the fuller knowing 
and we're going to see and understand on a whole new level. But I do know that nothing at all is by chance. This is all part of divine timing. And beyond this planet, we are connected to so much more on a galactic level. I, I speak of that all the time. The energies that are pouring in, and I even talked about those are probably the Arcturians and Andromedans and Pleiadians that are assisting us in so many ways might be part of our oversoul that might be another aspect of who we all we are. It's all phenomenal as we come to understand these <laughs> nuances, these things. It's so enlightening. Well, as we realize that we gave our power away to our mind, our thoughts, our thought forms, the only thing that's keeping it alive now is our belief in it. Remember, I spoke about that. So as we stop believing in it, it'll fade. It'll go. It'll vanish. And I said that last week, last month, which was actually last week. This final phase has been a long, slow, painful process these past four years, but now it's speeding up to crazy. So hold on and don't fear as we leave the set and go through this death and rebirth portal. Don't fear emotions that are erupting as we go through shadow work and face in all our lives everything that's not in alignment with the higher frequency timeline. All of us still have a choice, so now everyone will not choose the same. Many will move in a different direction and not follow you. There are many things that I encourage you to continue doing. I'm giving an overview, but I'm, I'm sharing so much. Um, it, I've shared so much in previous broadcasts as to specifics. But now is the final opportunity to clearly look at yourself and release all that no longer serves you. Friends, habits, lifestyles, foods, entertainment, activities, etc. Also, remain open to all the new information that will be coming forth, but be sure to use your intuition by feeling into what you hear and learn so you can discern what is true for you. You'll find each day we're opening up to a whole new reality, moment to moment. There will be much to consider, learn, and accept if you align with it. But don't feel you have to understand no all at once. My best advice is to flow, drop those paddles, and flow with things as they unfold. There is no doing. There is only being now. There is no time to worry, and you don't have to figure anything out. Along with this, taking care of yourself with choosing natural whole foods and altering your eating habits that bring nourishment to your body as you 
crave it, not not because it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's a 3D construct. And please know that physical exercise is important. But stay away from someone else's prescribed routine. Find what feels right for you. And it can be as simple as a walk, people. Along with that, get outside in nature as frequently as possible. Mother Earth is your healer. Remember, I, I shared a story of that little Native American girl who was brought, who was very, very ill. Hospital could do nothing. She was brought back home to her reservation, and the leaders of the tribe dug a big hole. I'm sure they did lots of wonderful things that they lined this space with, and they placed that little girl in there, watching, caring for her, praying over her for several days. And then after, I think it was less than two weeks, she got up and was back to fully being healed, running and playing again. So as we come to believe Mother Earth is our healer, let's embrace that which is right in front of us, the trees, the earth, the sky, the water, all the animals. And I'm reminded by my early healing 18 years ago that consisted of me digging out the pebbles from a large circle garden in front of my house for hours at a time. I was very, very ill. That's when I was taking all those, being given all those psych, horrible psych drugs. But little did I know then what powerful healing I was receiving from Mother Earth in that process. I'm glad to be where I am, and I am so very grateful that I have had so many amazing experiences in my longer life than many of you, because it it, it brings me um, wisdom that I can share. And I know that I'm blessed, people, I'm blessed. And I don't, I don't forget that. Once in a while, it gets, it gets hard. It gets hard for me in the work I'm doing. But I know how blessed I am, and I can only give gratitude for where I am and what I'm being called upon to be doing. I want you people to stay as positive as possible but don't judge and criticize yourself when you aren't. And we've talked about this. Giving gratitude is a wonderful way of raising your vibrational frequencies. And then as you find those who are also like-minded and positive, those relationships will benefit you greatly. And that's only going to happen, people, when you allow the old to fall away, the old 
connections that no longer serve you because then it makes space for the new that will bring you great benefits. We bring in the level of things that we're vibrating on the same frequency as as we are. We bring in the level of things that are vibrating on the same frequency as we are in. I hope I said that right. So the more you stay high, the more positive high frequency energy will find you. Remember I talked about those particles. When we talk about all this wrong, all this wrong, all this wrong, the universe is not judging anything, folks. But it just sends you more of those same particles of that same vibration. But then when you say, oh, all that's good, and yes, I like that, and oh, that feels wonderful, and that makes me smile, and that brings me joy, well, the exact opposite occurs where those high-frequency energies will find you. And when it does, it'll manifest as abundance in all areas of your life. Abundance in health, abundance of joy, abundance of activities, abundance of like-minded friends, abundance in finances, etc. To you get to a point, that's what the fifth dimension is about, when the abundance will eventually flow endlessly. That's what 5D will be all about. And we're not jumping there yet, folks. There's a lot of work to do. But we definitely, definitely are making a huge shift that is occurring now. Stay present, leaving the old behind and eliminating worry about the future. We only have the now moment to live. That's where everything manifests in the now. We can't manifest tomorrow. We can't even manifest or the past for it to be something else. It's only now. We will witness the facade of all the institutions crumbling. Religion that I haven't even touched upon needs to be addressed. God doesn't come to us through a building, a temple, a church, or a priest, or a minister. God, creator, source, has no dogma or expectations. There are no rules attached to spirituality, people. There are not even any books. Someone said, I'm becoming more spiritual. Can you, can you give me some books that I could read? I mean, there will be things that will help, definitely. But the answers, maybe some awakening is there. But the answers of how to be spiritual are not there because they're within. We have to come into our own personal and direct connection to the divine and our divinity, and that is inside of us. It's no place else. And I told this story a long time ago that my mother, it was the year before she died, and I knew she was ill. She knew she was ill, uh, struggling with cancer. She shared with one of my cousins 
if you if you want to go do something special on Sunday, my cousin was holding her baby, her new baby. My mother said to her, go and go and do what you want to do. Enjoy. You don't have to go to church. My mother opened up to that, and she knew that. She knew a lot. I wish I wish we were able to. I wish I was able to. Um, she couldn't communicate those things to me then. There's too many things going on. Yeah. Well, we're already source energy people, waiting to be revealed, and self love is the key and must come before all else because God is within us. Probably the most challenging thing for humanity to change is to realize that self-love is critical. Any, any program that alters from that concept needs to be discarded. And remember, everything is energy that's vibrating. And that includes all people, all teachings, all perspectives, all wisdom, all thoughts. And it's vibrating at a particular frequency. So that frequency is one that either serves you to match it or it doesn't. So pay attention to how you're feeling when you're focusing on something, regardless of what it is, because that feeling is telling you everything you need to know. Those feelings are your guide to assist you in your discernment of what is serving you and what is not. We chose to be here at this time, all of us, and we are all strong enough to get through this next challenging phase. And, and this shift I'm talking about is not, is not a little, little blip, people. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an eruption. It's going to be a, a little bit crazy. I mean, more than once I've seen and heard the term, hold on to your hat. And I even spoke of that last, last month. And you need to know there's going to be those around you who will not demonstrate this strength. And you need to know that many have chosen an alternative path. And you also need to know that there are so many around you that are not even souls I think I might have referred to those non-participating players. It's real, people. So a lot of it is going to fall away. Remember, I think I said last month, I, I remember the words, anything that is not of God will fall away and dissolve. So all of them... None of them, none of what you're witness needs to affect you because it's not your journey. That's where your focus needs to be, on you. So I'm, I'm warning you, this is the time to expect the unexpected as the system is breaking down. 
this is a huge wake-up for all of us. And there will be many surprises that will be shown in rapid succession. Some will be really eye-opening for all of us. I, me too. I know some stuff, but wait. There's so much I don't know. And we'll experience lots of surprises. But in, in, in this time, during this time, don't judge those around you, those real souls around you, and, and cut, cut folks some slack. <laughs> the, one of the channels was sharing that. You don't have to walk their journey with them, but you can hold space for them, and you will get to that place where you can feel compassion and unconditional love for them. And it might even be um, beings that aren't souls, but that's okay because it's just going to expand you a little more. And holding space simply means to see those around you as doing the best they can. And for your loved ones, you can hold that vision of them awakening, finding their joy, and getting all they need in order for them to become their higher selves. And then holding that vision for them until they can hold that vision for themselves and truly actualize it in their reality. But holding that vision doesn't mean doing and living their life and their journey, okay? Please remember that. One of the greatest obstacles for every one of us is letting go. We must all let go of tension, doubt, disbelief, angst, resistance, resentment, and all the rest of that stuff under that beautiful fear category. This is vital because it doesn't serve us and it's not going to help us raise our frequencies, people. Now is the time to step into trust and faith that we are divine beings and all is well As we move into ever higher vibrational frequencies and become lighter and brighter, humanity and our development will be accelerated because the lighter energy has a faster rate than the heavier one. And also know that we're not alone and have never been. We are surrounded by an army of light, our angels, and galactic brothers and sisters are with us, supporting us in this journey. We are going to look back and see that we, in this lifetime, are living through the most extraordinary time humanity will ever experience. It is amazing. It is magical. It is challenging, difficult, but it is also awesome. And we are blessed, all of us, to be here. And we chose this. I want to leave you with one important message that a channel shared 
and I quote, birth is messy. There are fluids. There is pain, embarrassment, sometimes loss and grief. But Gaia's recreation, her birth and humanity's birth into the ascended realms is assured. And yes, it will be perhaps not as clean and ideal as you would wish for, but it will happen nonetheless, and it is happening now. I want to stop here and close sacred space. Such a mama gratitude, Adorango gratitude, ancient ones gratitude, woven in a Puchin gratitude, Pachamama gratitude, father, son, grandmother, known to the star nations and great spirit source creator. Thank you for being here, protecting us and carrying this energy and this message for all today and for those who will hear this at another time. I can only leave you with light and love and blessings. Namaste. begins its 27th year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.